Hello everyone. Welcome to another weekly episode of Limitless Podcast, a place where we bring together global leaders in sales and marketing. My name is Sanjana and I'm the host of Limitless Podcast. Today we are speaking with Ravi Trivedi, founder of Push Engage, which is a leading platform for web push notifications with customers in over 150 plus countries. Uh, so prior to this he built Coupon Rani, a leading coupon site in Southeast Asia. He's a growth marketer and has run online business in the US and India before building Push Engage. Hello, Ravi. Welcome to Limitless. Hey, thanks for having me here. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to have. All right. Yeah, so the topic looking forward. For, got it. So the topic for today is uh, what B2B can learn from B2C with respect to push notifications. So Ravi is here to shed light on all things about web push notifications, uh, his journey, his experience, and so much more. So I'm sure the session is going to be thoroughly insightful. Uh, so tune in. Um, all right, so before I begin, uh, Ravi, maybe we'll get started with just a brief introduction about your uh, career journey and uh, what led you to be in the position that you are today. Yeah, so I'll just quickly summarize uh, how I came about building Push Engage. Yeah. I've had a fairly long journey uh, starting off as being a software engineer at Hewlett Packard, then uh, doing business development for them, uh, doing an okay. MBA in Duke, and then going on to be on Wall Street uh, covering tech stocks. Uh, then I was a venture capitalist in US uh, mm -hmm. and uh, investing in company, exiting companies. And then post that, a uh, few years back, I moved back to India and I've been building startups. This is my second startup. The first mm -hmm. one was a coupon site, like you mentioned. Uh, mm -hmm. and this, this is the second one. This came out of you know, our own uh, experiments in uh, our growth hacks or new methods of acquiring and retaining customers. Mm -hmm. And again, Push Engage is around four years old. And I've been a marketer for, I would say, at least last eight years or so, uh, you know, and I enjoy, you know, understanding new trends and building, you know, products around it. So that's kind of a quick, uh, you know, summary of how Push Engage started. We had built this for in-house use at Coupon Rani and, and when we saw the tremendous ROI and the results with it, we felt that we should uh, make it a SaaS product and open it up. And so in 2016, I launched it and mm -hmm. I had somebody else then take over the other business. And ever since that's, that's how we kind of uh, grew. And, and we have seen a tremendous, you know, adoption of web push uh, ever since we started, uh, we have had, you know, several kinds of customers use it and derive a lot mm -hmm. of value from it. Got it. Got it. That's inspiring. Ravi. Uh, thank you for sharing your career journey with us. Um, all right, uh, so let me jump straight into the questions that I want to ask you today. Uh, so my first question is, uh, so push notifications channel is relatively new uh, when compared to other existing channels in marketing, right? So uh, even though it has gained significant momentum over the last few years, uh, there is still a wide gap in uh, strategic implementation uh, between this new method with respect to others. So uh, marketers like me are still discovering use cases for push notifications. So since I have you here, I want to understand why companies uh, should leverage push notifications. Yeah, again, a great opening question. Uh, so web push notifications are fundamentally solving a big challenge that all of us have. That is, you have a visitor who comes to your site. Yeah. 
but they do not come back. So fundamentally, I have what we call as a one-time visitor or a visitor who comes only once. Now, what can you do to, and you can go back and check your analytics and see how many people are coming back. Often yeah. sites are getting only 10, 20, 30% people repeating and coming back. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we solve for that problem? The reason why we have to solve that is because customer acquisition is very expensive and we know that. So yeah. if I have a user who comes to my site and I'm able to get the best out of it, then all of a sudden the whole economics changes. So that's the whole underpinning. Now the the second part is how do you do it, right? So what are the other ways? So yeah. historically we have used email marketing by capturing emails or yeah. we have used retargeting at Google or Facebook, which turns out to be more expensive mm -hmm. than say a web push. And, and then web push came about as a new way of doing it on the desktop and mobile browsers. And that's kind of the whole thing. So the, the, the whole notion of web push is I have a user who came on my site now using this uh, web push consent, I am able to send them targeted messages which they are looking for and mm -hmm. engage with them higher. So a website can increase their engagement or a repeat user metric at a high level, which again in turn may result to higher traffic and higher revenue. Yeah. But that's yeah. kind of the whole, I guess, a problem per se that a web push is solving. Got it. Got it. So uh, I've seen a lot of B2C and uh, e-commerce companies sending out push notifications. So uh, could you tell me how B2B businesses uh, like, like Hippo Video could benefit from push notifications? Uh, sure, sure. So I think yeah. B2B is also very interesting, you know. So mm -hmm. number one, uh, there's a ton of campaigns that one can do. And I'll give you such broad overview of how yeah. to think about web push. The first thing is web push makes the website come to you. What it means is that I have a website and I, let's say, update a content. I don't want you to come to my site all the time to see if it is updated, right? So that's a classic use case. So for example, I may be looking for saying, hey, I am searching for this item and it was out of stock. Send me an alert. That's an example. I know it's a B2C, but just to get an idea across, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the whole idea that the website comes to you, makes your life easier. So what are those cases on B2B? So in B2B, let's say I am a site who is, let's say, writing case studies. Again, this can yeah. be anything, right? So I have a case study and let's say I'm a, again, maybe an e-commerce or a pharmaceutical company uh, who's writing uh, case studies and, and articles. And I have these, you know, research scientists who are visiting my site and I just want them to be aware when the next case study is published. So okay. I can gather subscription and send them. And the second level would be not just any case study, but it could be relevant for what I'm looking for. The second big use case is even you may be B2B, you're still collecting the lead generation or you're yeah. doing lead generation on your site. Like, like yeah. this is a use case for say hippo video. I have, mm -hmm. let's say hundred people coming in and they start to fill the form for lead gen or whatever you're capturing and then they change their mind. Now, what options do you have to uh, get to them? They have not mm -hmm. given the email to you. Maybe you can do retargeting. Absolutely. But that's mm -hmm. little costly if you want yeah. to do. So yeah. we could actually look at those customers who started filling a form but for, for, for variety of reasons could have given a web push consent. Maybe they downloaded a case study. Now I could just help you nurture that customer, nudge them a little, uh, you know, with the right, uh, you know, drip campaign or a drip uh, notification campaign, then convert them into a lead. So the whole idea is I have a, what I call as a form abandon. Anybody abandoning a form, I can nudge them to increase their conversion. So your leads may increase in a B2B. And the first one was fresh content of case study. Those are the two examples. I can give you more depending yeah. on where else you have. Like for your case, again, videos, 
we have ton of customers who have video sites. Again, it's probably different, but let's say I watched a video, I didn't complete it. Or mm. if I watched the first video, it's a series. I want you to come back and watch the second episode. I mean, there are a ton of use cases that I can do, uh, more like a reminder kind of a use case. Got it, got it. Got it. So uh, now I'm trying to understand the efficacy of email and push notifications. Sure. Um, I'm not sure if it's a fair comparison, but it's just to get an understanding of what, what one can expect by implementing push notifications. Uh, yeah. So for, for example, uh, a premium provider like say Mailchimp uh, will cost you roughly uh, $700 for 100K subscribers and uh, your email campaigns can yield anywhere between 25% uh, to 35% open rate. Mm -hmm. So how does push notification compare against emails in terms yeah. of uh, performance and ROI? So I think it's a very fair comparison. Like I said in the first part, we are solving the engagement problem. We are yeah. solving the repeat user problem. Web email is also solving that. So in fact, one of the things we see is the people who use our product mm -hmm. often are also doing email together, right? And it's totally fine to do email, nothing against it. I yeah. feel there are two aspects to it. Some places email is the right way to approach your customer in some places web push. So think of web push also as a real time, right? And I'll answer your question on the metrics in a minute. But for example, I am sending this cart abandonment notification. It's better served through web push. The reason being it's a real time versus email that you're opening maybe after a day. The second thing is in web push, you also have this notion of expiry, which again, email does not have. Okay. So now I have a flash sale, which is running only for three hours. Maybe you're not online at that time. Again, uh, you will not get the message. So the whole point is the other thing I forgot to mention in the first point is web push reaches you when you are online. You don't have to be on the site anytime. Right. But yeah. the key is that if you have a limited sale, you can expire a message, which is not possible in email, which is a better experience. Right. So those are the two things, real time and expiry, which will help you make more targeted, you know, urgent kind of messages that are relevant. Now coming to the metric part, you mm -hmm. laid down some good numbers for email. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is, I will say when, when it comes to the subscription rate, be, before getting to subscriber count, I will say, what is your opt-in rate? Now this may surprise you because some people have at least some segment of users have this notion that uh, people are not subscribing to web push. That's not what we see. We have a ton of data. In fact, we track it in your dashboard also. What is your opt-in rate? We see anything between 10 to 20% people clicking allow when you are giving them the web push consent when done the right way, right? And mm -hmm. we'll talk about that as well. And so mm -hmm. that's the number. So this number of subscription rate is way higher over email. And you can check any subscription rate uh, that you have in email, even at targeted, it's probably three to four X. Now that's the first point. And why is that? Because it's a single click allow. Now remember yeah. that. So that's the first thing. So very quickly, your web push list can outgrow your email list, even though you have been building email for years. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is the second metric, which is what you raised. What are the open rates and what are the click rates, right? So open rates can vary between 40% to 90% here, because remember what's an open in web push. If you am online, then I'm guaranteed a view because you will see the notification. So yeah. that's kind of the, uh, the, the open rate benefit I get. And as a result of that largely, and of course, because I also send some urgent notifications, I mm -hmm. do get to see very high click rates, right? Between five to 15%. Mm -hmm. So all in all, if I send, 100 push notifications, I may even see 30 clicks coming out of it. Whereas in the email world, if I send to 100 people, maybe I get five clicks. So there is like a three to five X or even two to 10 X factor of difference in terms of the clicks that this can drive 
to your website. And those okay. clicks are often targeted and then it results to higher results. So that's kind of a quick comparison, higher opt-in rate and higher click rate. That is what we are seeing often uh, okay. for web push. Okay, uh, so this is a personal question. Uh, so uh, when it comes to emails, uh, again, uh, there's a problem that you need to stand out from the crowd, right? Because uh, on an average, we get like 100 emails per week, uh -huh. uh, cold emails. So uh, how does how do you make your push notification stand out from the crowd? Great question. Again, so I think the one key thing is the first thing in yeah. web push, like any channel of marketing, is that you have to personalize. You have okay. to have the context of the user, right? Because see, you don't want to annoy the user. You want to know what is the user really looking for, right? And and what is it that they really want to know? Just send them that. For example, I gave one earlier. Let's say I am looking for this flight ticket from Bangalore to Delhi, mm -hmm. and I want this alert when it falls below 2000 rupees. Now that's an alert, but I want, I really want that info. So that's mm -hmm. a classic alert. If I'm a travel site, I should build in my site as an alert, or if there's an item which is out of stock, right? Same mm -hmm. way, if I am a podcast site like yours, I may say, send me an alert when you publish a podcast because I really like yeah. listening to the podcast that you publish. Or mm -hmm. I can say, hey, Sanjana, send me a podcast when it's only about marketers or send me a podcast when it's only about sales, right? Mm -hmm. Because you may be covering five topics on your podcast and they may say, you know what, all are good, but I only want this, right? So yeah. that's kind of the use case that if you do, and this is what we call a segmentation. This is just a basic okay. segmentation that you okay. use it and then you send targeted and relevant messages. Those are the messages which are ideal, right? So the context of the user and personalization, you know, those are key when you send web push messages. Got it, got it. The reason why I asked is because uh, on a Monday morning, if I open my Chrome browser, I get like 15, 20 push sure. notifications at a time. Sure. So I will not be able to, you know, read each one of them. I'll just close everything. But yeah. if I get it during a weekday, like say Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, like when I'm working, uh, then I'll be able to read what it is. Correct. So, so I think you're pointing to something which is a classic mistake that people do. Okay. That push, which I was mentioning earlier, they're not using the expiry time. They're probably oh. not aware. So this is the classic use case of expiry. I send a notification on Friday and the user is probably yeah. not logged into their desktop till weekend then they should expire it by Saturday or Sunday so that on Monday when you come, you don't see so many, right? So that's yeah. the whole thing. I think because it's a new channel that does happen. I, I hear you and I think that's where the marketers have to do the right thing. So on Monday morning, you're not flooded with all of them. Absolutely. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, okay, so what are the other types of push notification campaigns can you run? Like what type sure. of notifications uh, keep your users interested or entertained or even feel loved? Sure. So I think I'll break it down by industry segments. Mm -hmm. I'll begin maybe segment by segment because it varies. So if I'm e-commerce, I'll be given, uh, I'll share for the you know audience first, what are the metrics to expect? And okay. also what are the campaigns? I'll cover yeah, both sure. in one, one by one. So let's begin e-commerce. Uh, yeah. And again, by the way, just a quick plug on our blog, which is at blog.pushengage. We have this benchmark report we actually put together. One of the only kind, uh, given the volume we do, we do between five to 6 billion web push notifications a month. Using that data, we have an aggregate data set of what to expect 
okay. on say opt-in rates. If I'm an e-commerce site in Asia, what is the opt-in rate? What are the best days to send? Like some of the stuff you were talking about, what is the metric to expect when I'm doing a drip yeah. campaign versus mm -hmm. segmented? So all of it is there. It's a free download. Go check it out. It'll help you oh. benchmark. Right. I, I think I'll give the link when the podcast is live. Yeah, yeah, it'll be useful. It's just a useful. So I'm going to pull some data from there for this first sure. question. So on the e-commerce side, uh, what we see is five to fifteen percent extra traffic and five to fifteen percent extra revenue is mm -hmm. what people they are able to generate. Top campaigns for e-commerce are as follows: number one, uh, browse abandon. Browse abandon is I browse this product. Uh, maybe two times in a week. That means I'm interested. This is what I call as more middle of the funnel because I have expressed some interest but not taken an action. So I nudge the user to see if they want to buy it. So that's okay. one campaign. Then you have the classic cart abandonment, which is bottom of the funnel, which mm -hmm. works well. You have the classic price alert, which again, some people use, some don't, but given there are so many price comparison sites, I do recommend people use it. And then finally, you have the inventory alert. So these four are the top e-commerce campaigns. Uh, fully automated, for example, in our system, and that kind of just uh, uh, really done well because it's one is to one, right? So because inventory mm -hmm. alert, for example, you want to know, right? So so yeah, those are right. the e-commerce campaigns. Those are the numbers to expect. Uh, I think that's what you were looking for campaigns, right? So the yeah, next right. next industry which uses uh, heavily would be blog or content or news mm -hmm. site, and mm -hmm. the classic campaigns there would be breaking news alert. It could be cricket scores. If I'm an astrology site, it could be my horoscope for the day. If mm -hmm. I'm the weather site, it's the weather for the day. You know, it may just come to me, things like those. So that's on the content side. Again, what to expect in terms of the numbers. Again, we see anything between 10% to 30% extra page views for content sites that come out of web push. Okay. Uh, that's the you know metric there. And then if you are a travel site, there could be some more variation of the campaigns I mentioned. If you are say a B2B site, uh, like I said, on the lead gen form, you can do form abandons, which help you increase your leads for those who are in double mind or not filling the form. Okay. And uh, for the remainder, it is you know, fresh content of a case study or other news that you can send out. Uh, so that's kind of uh, what I would say as a overall, some, some ideas of the campaigns that are working very well. But in all of them, the ones that work the best have two things. They are segmented. Uh, towards uh, meaning they're targeted and they're okay. personalized. The, almost what we call as one is to one. A message that's only made for you versus somebody else, right? Because my message will be different than somebody else. Okay, okay. So I think for uh, push notifications to work, the entire journey should be carefully crafted uh, from, you know, writing the messages to sending them. Uh, so what is your strategy to craft a great push notification? Yeah, so I think, again, a great question. I'll begin by first saying, first, you should uh, pick the right campaigns, which is like the 80-20, which is pick the right campaigns, which are working well for your industry. Mm -hmm. And where we or somebody like us can tell you what, you know, is the right one, right in the sense where you are uh, seeing good results, you know, based on what you see. So that's kind of half the thing. Once you have that, for example, the journey, when you talk about, it's about understanding uh, the user uh, experience. So you have to experience the whole thing from a user. And again, you're not only using web push, you might be a multi-channel touch point. So you got to imagine the journey of a user from the other perspective, from as a user and see what are they seeing on day one they're getting one web push on day two they're mm -hmm. getting one email so think of that so you should have what i call as a holistic view into what the experience of a user is uh, and what are the touch points the one thing which always works well i think you we all know this is if i have a user and i touch them in multi-channel mm -hmm. 
yeah. it's always uh, more impactful and there have been many case studies around it like if i do display ads and i do banner ads you know sorry text ads versus display and etc so same way if i have an email and i do web push it just it's like a one two that can work together so that's okay. kind of the other thing i was going to say now coming to the journey perspective directly uh, i think usually we see uh, having maybe uh, one push send out and then based on the what they are doing building the next step is more crucial like okay if they took an action then you do something else so mm -hmm. so making sure you are doing targeted uh, what do you say depending on the user action uh, is, is very useful for uh, push notifications from a journey perspective uh, okay. yeah so that's what i would say uh, a high level and then always use expiry so make sure that you know i'm not getting you know two messages on the same day so, yeah right so what are the other uh, common mistakes that marketers make while doing notification yeah so i think uh, the other one is not focusing a lot on the image image still happens to be one of the very crucial element and there is a big banner that you can use and then you can always test it i i also think that sometimes people think the big image is always good but in some industries again we will see some of the case studies and some data that we have put together it just varies so the thing is uh, the big image is really important in many industries so use it properly the image is very important and there are some you know specific tips around that how the image should be etc uh, because that drives the clicks uh, the other is but always be testing for example we have an ab testing in our platform so you should always be testing your messages you know so you know what your customers are liking and then kind of optimizing it so that's the other mistake the final mistake i would say is not so much in the push notification or i guess the again maybe in push notification itself there are two more one is that they just send the same message to everybody that's just a recipe for disaster yeah. you know mm -hmm. you got to segment if nothing else segment in two or three and this is where for example in our tool we have this auto segmentation capability so you don't have to ask your developer for any extra coding in the dashboard itself in the application itself you can define those rules for auto segmentation and we understand based on what a user is browsing and doing on your site you will give us those tips we will actually put your list into three or four buckets so the the first one for me is like make sure your list is segmented it's not you know for everybody second was expiry time uh, third was making sure the image is right you know yeah. so those are uh, those are some of the and the final is when to show the opt in is also the key one when people are gathering subscription sometimes they just showing it right when the user has landed maybe for some site that is good but for others it's not always the case you yeah. should maybe wait a little in some cases it's better that the user has done the search and then you show the opt in for web push so i think that covers only the the key four five uh things that people should keep in mind or the mistakes to avoid okay so is, is there a criteria to decide that uh, like when to show the opt in yeah so again in our tool of course we do have all the options what we have seen works well is this we have a option to scroll so if i am a content site often uh i may want only my engaged user to subscribe so i may say yeah. at least 30 40% scroll which has i seen work well okay. for e-commerce i can still do it maybe after uh, you know maybe 10 seconds or 7 seconds or 8 mm -hmm. seconds uh, not too soon but mm -hmm. also what we have seen is secondary places like if i have done a product search mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know maybe at that place uh, somebody wants to receive some alert or if they are exiting you know we have seen people are saying mm -hmm. hey yeah. uh, we know you are leaving the site do you want to be alerted of blah blah something like so so you are able to right. then able to you know 
help the user in some other way so those are the secondary places where you know and the best ones are for example which i already told like a price alert saying hey do you want to receive alert when you do a search for a price being dropped or okay. if the item is out of stock i mean okay. so those are again i know e-commerce examples but there are examples like where it just fits well like in your podcast case it will be like hey do you want to receive notification when i uh, publish a new podcast and you yeah. can show it right when they land or maybe after they start listening to a podcast or when they are mm-hmm. in the podcast page itself right mm-hmm. so. got it got it all right so i know push notification is popular among e-commerce industries and bloggers Uh, so uh, I want to understand what other industries have managed to gain a foothold using push marketing. Yeah, so I think there are a ton of industries. I think I'll use one more word. So, e-commerce absolutely, bloggers absolutely, content sites absolutely, right? Travel sites absolutely. These are all kind of definitely good. What I say is a two-sided marketplace, which I think is another big one. What's a two-sided marketplace? I am a job seeker. I'm a job. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm an employer. That's a two-sided marketplace. It's a matchmaking or a dating site, right? Those mm-hmm. are very, very good. I mean, you will see Facebook actually was one of the early adopters of web push, right? They had this mm-hmm. when when Chrome announced because yeah, right. web, Facebook is increasing the engagement. So all these sites, what happens is I might have say bid on a product and I may have outbid or I may have shown interest in this uh, job. Say, so let's say I'm looking for Android jobs in Bangalore, which pay above certain salary, right? I just mm-hmm. wanted to, and let's say I've applied today and I want to know if new ones come up so if you can send me alert every other day or if uh, whenever they come up i would like to know right so that's number one example okay. of okay. a two-sided marketplace which works well then for SaaS companies also like company like ours uh, who's you know selling we usually use it for onboarding we can use it for many other purposes right uh, you mm-hmm. know form abandoned so that's also SaaS. also we have seen and then of course the b2b where i was saying that fresh content can be pushed Think of wherever you're using email and where it makes sense to send more real-time alerts. That's the way I would look at it. I guess. And some of the use cases are still to be discovered. I know, for example, uh, somebody was talking about a single-click payment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there are still, you know, things uh, that can happen. So. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, okay. So let's wrap it up with just one last question that I have. Sure. Uh, so, what does the future look like for push notifications? Is it here to stay? Yeah. So, uh, so number one. Absolutely, it is here for to say, and again, maybe I say it with a bias, but I'll tell you what. So here is the way to think about. Okay. Any, if you look at any new channel that got launched, it mm-hmm. always goes through the classic hype cycle, right? I mean, yeah, right. it's called the Gartner hype cycle. I mean, we know that, right? So it'll have amazing ROI, and then it'll dip right. down. There will be some misuse, and then something will come. Just look at email, how it has evolved, right? Yeah, but the right. thing is, as long as the fundamentals are there, and there is a problem that it's signing up, uh, solving, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. just works. I, I give another example. I mean, I didn't share this earlier. I see a lot of audience, which are the younger teens. They, they, they like push. I have my son who plays this video games and he just loves push. All the stuff that happens for him is through push notifications, right? Whether it's YouTube mm-hmm. sending alert or any app because that's how they consume content, right? It's a different way of consumption. So it's here to stay, absolutely. Now, what will definitely happen is you will start seeing, you know, if people start sending regular blasts, the people may not like it, right? So marketers mm-hmm. will become more savvy and they'll do more targeted notifications. That's something which is, I think, definitely going to happen. Uh, users today have full control on whether they want to receive because it's their browser setting, right? So right. so they can turn it off anytime. So I think that's the other. And then I think more, what more will happen is you'll start seeing more integrated marketing, web push working with 
uh, email and others, right? I think that's how I think. And I think over time, just like email became such a large space, mm. web push, I think will, if not to the email, maybe half the size in terms of, you know, the impact it can have is what we mm. feel, right? So push mm. plus email will become the top, uh, you know, tactics that a um, site can use for engagement. And engagement will become more important mm. and the reason for that is because the first click acquisition is so expensive and it's becoming more expensive every day uh, that you will now start focusing on the right thing which is engagement right so i think it's it's going to be uh, you know evolving and uh, and again the final point i must say is that while it seems like okay uh, it's only four years for web push it's just the early years every mm. website in this world can use web push that way, right? And there are millions mm. of sites, right? So I think the mass adoption is yet to uh, happen and, and you will start seeing, you know, some of that happening. So, but having said that, I think uh, the people will also learn how to use it the right way, I guess. Right, right. Got it, got it. Thank you, Ravi. Uh, that was super insightful. Uh, I actually got a ton of insights on push notifications and its future. Um, thanks much for this lovely conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Again, uh, feel yeah. free to check out our blog because we have a ton of uh, interesting content on web push. So. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll uh, give the link to the blog in the description. Yeah, awesome. The thanks. audience can check it out. Uh, so you, you have given us a lot to think about, Ravi. I'm looking forward to learning more from you. Uh, so thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Thank you. Stay tuned to our weekly upcoming episode with more sales and marketing leaders from around the globe. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and more. Subscribe to get notified when a new episode is out. Also, please leave us a review if you're on Apple. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.